What's going on guys? Welcome back to episode 16 of the Weekly Wheaties. This week we're going to talk about project management, a little bit about teamwork, but more or less it's just how teamwork and project management kind of coexist or align together to, as you're working towards one, the other should kind of happen. And ultimately, this conversation that I've had with a few people and what I kind of want to talk to you all about stems from this idea of emailing documents back and forth to make sure they're updated, that everybody's on page of the same thing, and just trying to keep up with what's new and what's different. You know, you've, you've been to that meeting before where you, you had an agenda, you sent it to everybody, and then you sent them a new agenda, or you sent them a new version of a document you're gonna be talking about in the meeting, and it never fails. Somebody always has a version that's an old version, and half of what they're looking at is outdated and useless, right? So you gotta wait for them to go print or pull it up on the computer so everybody can see the same one you're, you're talking about, essentially. So it's just a matter of knowing which one is the most recent, and did you actually do your quote-unquote homework from the right version? Um, so, the biggest thing with, quote, project management is this idea of having access to information, potentially seeing what changes have been tracked, maybe the status of something, but it never fails what helps with this and what makes this successful more often than not is having a clear-cut specification on a few what I'm going to call needs. So the, the main need, if you will, is a point of contact, potentially known as the project manager. Who is the sole person responsible for major changes, major updates, general questions, go-tos? Who is the, the end-all, be-all, know-all, if you will, point of contact for people outside of this group, we'll call it, right? So we call that the, quote, project manager. What are some due dates associated with this? And when I say due dates, the due date could be for the project as a whole. So what does the project manager have as an end date for the project? But also as you go through the project, you get these minor projects that happen or project tasks, or you just have a list of like to-dos and what's the, the due date with each to-do. And you could even have like task managers for each task or each to-do. We need a way to potentially put some notes down for each one of these tasks. And we might even need some type of tracked conversation where people ask questions, people can go answer. All of those things are kind of accounted for separate from notes because notes are gonna be something that are, it's just gonna be a centralized housing for all of this information that might be combined from these conversations. You don't want to have to go through pages and pages of chat history, if you will, just to find a due date for this task. What this ultimately does for us, if we're successful in keeping up with our projects, keeping up with our tasks, knowing who is in charge, not necessarily in charge of the task, but the holder of the information, it does two big things for us. Um, and ultimately, it boils down to communication, if you want. And that's important for teamwork. It boils down to transparency, which helps keep people honest 
because you know what you have to do. But it also boils down to, like I said, this communication aspect of making sure everybody is clear with the goals of the project and when the goals need to be accomplished. One really good kind of, pro I, I've kind of dived head first into this idea of project management, especially with tools. And we'll talk about tools in a little bit, but y'all know I'm a nerd. I'm a self-proclaimed nerd with software, with technology, with computers, whole nine. And I'm very big into organization and I'm one of those people who I would rather spend a ton of time organizing than doing. Uh, my parents are famous for telling me this. My, my dad used to say, I'd spend more time trying to see how to get out of work than actually just doing the work. And that's probably true. <laughs> but I think to, I like to think of it as I like to spend time of saving time later on. If I know I'm going to have to do something 20 times, I want to figure out how to do it the quickest and most efficient way to where I can do it quicker each time and do something else with my time, not spend 20 hours trying to do something that should take two hours. I'm exaggerating a lot, but that could add up. And as I've kind of started researching this idea of project management, there's something called the project management professional that actually I have some friends who have done this. I, I kind of picked their brain on it because it's something I might look into in lieu of going back to school for a, another degree because my uh, family and boss and wife are not too keen on me going back to school, I'll say, um, jokingly, right? Um, so this certification, it's, it's pretty in-depth, and you got to dive, dive pretty deep into this context. I don't know if I really want to get that far deep. I, I would enjoy it, but there's other things I want to do with my time. Um, so there's a project management certification, which some of these things I'll be talking about kind of stem from that. But the, something else I've researched a lot and I potentially might do as well is called Scrum. And the term Scrum comes from rugby where everybody gets in line and they put their shoulders together in their heads and they try to drive the, the ball forward because you're working as a team to do short bursts of energy. And Scrum in the project management world, it's actually more tied to software development, but you can do, you can Scrum anything within reason right and, and scrum is nothing more than the, a process of in the instructional design world we have something called the waterfall method where you can't do this until this is done and you can't do that until this is done just like building a house you can't put plumbing in until the the form is created but you can't pour the concrete until the plumbing's put in so things kind of fall one after the other and scrum Things can fall one after the other, but it's whole idea of this iteration process where you do things a whole lot quicker because you're getting feedback a lot quicker and you actually start projects with 80% of the goal in mind rather than 100% because you understand that the project can and will change and things are getting modified throughout the project as you have these what they call stand-up meetings and, and whatnot. But if you take nothing else from Scrum, one of the biggest things I took from it is the idea of a Scrum meeting that happens every week. Typically, it happens on a Friday from at least what I've researched and seen in practice, but I guess it could happen any day. And every meeting for a Scrum meeting should have three questions answered from every member of the team. So the first question is, what did you do? And that could be, what did you do yesterday, today, uh, this week, 
to help further the movement of this project. The next question is, what will you do next? That could be next, tomorrow, this week, next week, whatever in the immediate future. We don't want to say next month, that's too far along. So what could you do immediately in the future to help move the project along? And then someone as the quote scrum master, it doesn't have to be the project manager in this case, but generally it is, and it most certainly could be, but so the project manager is, what is blocking any success you could have that I could help with? So if you have something you need to do in the future or you've been working on something and you have this problem, what can the project manager or the scrum master come in and help alleviate? That could happen in a few ways. That could happen by the project manager or the scrum master taking some of the budget to move towards bringing in someone from the outside to help expedite this process. That could help with using the same funds to purchase some type of physical, tangible asset to move things along. That could help with that person coming in and just being an extra set of hands, extra set of eyes, whatever it might be. Typically, that's not going to be a, quote, subject matter expert in that case, because that's what you would bring someone else in to do. Um, it could be getting the right people in the room for, for a meeting to discuss something. It could be escalating some issues that they're having that you need some, quote, like pull to happen. Um, there's tons of things the Scrum Master could do to, to kind of help move things along. But the, the goal is you need clear, concise and re or not recent but continual conversations to happen so everybody can do their job effectively and the goal behind this is very similar to what i just talked about project management is it keeps things accessible it keeps information if you will accessible it keeps transparency it kind of keeps people in their lane but something else with the scrum meeting is it also allows anybody that's on the team to kind of bring up something that other people might not be looking at. Because remember, the whole idea of Scrum or project management when you're trying to move things along quicker rather than these older waterfall-type methods that could take months is you're, you're moving quicker, you're getting a bunch of different ideas, and you understand and know that the project can and will change and goals can change. So that Scrum meeting, part of that is when somebody brings up a, a problem, it's not just the scrum master or the project manager trying to help solve that problem. Other people could bring up other ideas that they might have. And it's just a, a way of thinking about things in different aspects. Again, the, the common way of scrum is usually with like, let's say app development as an example. And you get people who are designing the user interface or UX, they call it, along or in the same room with the people who are actually doing the coding and the design or the, the back end work. So the user experience person might say, I want a button here, so when somebody clicks it, it does this. And the coder says, well, you can't really make that happen, but you can do this instead. Or they try to figure out what's the end goal that you're trying to do, and maybe there's another way to solve that rather than just a button, right? It might be a pop-up, for example. I'm not a coder, not a user interface designer, just kind of using that as an example from things that I've heard. There is a really good book on Scrum. Actually, it's one of my top, all-time top favorite books. And again, it's the same process that it doesn't matter if you're in software development or not. 
if you do any type of project management, even by yourself, I th I'm pretty sure you can get something out of the Scrum process. Um, it's all about reiterating and spinning the wheel, and you go through this this process that normally takes months and weeks or days in some cases. So, in the world of project management, there's also these things that, like I said, these fires you have to put out as, as project manager, if you will. Or anytime you're even on a project, things come up. Or you have other projects, you're managing multiple projects. Or you have this project you're dealing with while you're trying to do your day-to-day -day processes of your, of your job, your, your typical job duties, right? Another thing that I wanted to share that I really enjoy is it's called the Eisenhower Matrix. And you can Google it and see a chart. I'll, I'll put a link up to one in the description too. But the premise behind the Eisenhower Matrix is anything that you have to do or anything you think you have to do or anything that you want to do falls in one of four quadrants separated based on urgency and importance. So is it urgent? Is it not urgent? Is it important? Is it not important? So if something is urgent and important, this is what they call the do column. And these are things like projects, if you're in school, papers, because you can project management and scrum your schoolwork as well. Um, so papers or projects that have an immediate due date to them. And when I say immediate, within the next day or week, right? Or you put them in order of when they're due and the top, we'll call it 20% maybe. Then you get into things that are maybe urgent, but not as important. So these are, are things that you can delegate. Emails, some emails, I'll, I'll mind you, or like scheduling things out. Like you know you have to do things, so you want to schedule them. They're urgent because sometimes you got to schedule things to know what to do in front of the other. But on the flip side of that is we have things that are important, but not necessarily urgent. So that's the opposite of, not the opposite, but another way of scheduling would be like planning. So planning would be your long-term. Again, it's not as urgent, but it's definitely important. Whereas scheduling is more urgent, but not as important. Maybe exercising, hobbies. Those types of things are very much important, especially not just for your physical, but for your mental well-being. So they're definitely important, but maybe not urgent because you might have other things that are more urgent. And then you have things that are not important and not urgent that you can delay. They, they say delete here, like this is what you'll see commonplace in this box. I like to use some other terms I've seen, like limit, because sometimes you don't want to limit these things because it could be for fun. And you don't want to delete things that you do for fun outside of your hobbies, if you will. So you just want to limit it. Or another term I've seen a lot is declutter. Because some people say like cleaning and organizing fall into this category. So if you call it decluttering, then when you talk about cleaning and organizing, that would be decluttering. And those things aren't necessarily important or urgent, at least in the grand scheme of things when you compare them to something else. The, the main things they, they put here are like time wasters that they call social media, TV, things that you're just doing for fun to waste time that have no bearing on your, your, your positive type of well-being for your, your mental or your physical state. Um, I do actually want to plug something real quick. 
there was recently a, a Joe Rogan podcast released with Mark Zuckerberg, and he talked about this idea of needing to do some type of physical activity for your well-being, and that you need to do something that you can't really think about sometimes. He said he used to run a lot, but running took away from his mental well-being because he was constantly thinking while he's running. So he started doing things that take your attention 100% of the time. The example he used was surfing and MMA, uh, fighting, mixed martial arts, if you will. But something else he said that I really thought was really interesting is that social media sometimes, and he's biased, obviously, but there's still some truth to it. He created Facebook for people to interact with other people. And he would rather his kids be more ingrained in social media than watching TV or doing something that's less, that's more passive. Because if you're just browsing social media, you're at least connecting with someone, even if you don't react or comment or talk to them about it, you're at least getting to know someone about or something about someone. So if you run into them into the hall or the next time you talk to them, you have something to discuss. Hey, I saw on social media that you did this. How, tell me more about that, right? So you're creating a connection with someone, and that's the whole premise of Facebook or, or other social media sites. You're, you're creating this connection outside of the news types of, of media, if you will. I don't want to get too far down into the social media rabbit hole. That's a different time for a different place. But within the project management world, man, there's tons of apps that you could pick from and choose to help with this. Very basic to very advanced. I'll plug two, and I'll plug these two because I actually do use them. One is pretty inexpensive. One is pretty expensive. Uh, Monday.com is a really robust project management tool. You can do just about anything on there from finances to HR to architecture to real estate. Like You name it, you can do something on Monday.com with that. And I would argue if you could think out of the box, any of these tools you can, you can use. But my, my two app picks, the first one is going to be monday.com. Very much in depth. You, you can do all sorts of craziness on there. I love that. I've used this program. Uh, actually, for work, we're a paid subscriber. The, the prices range. You can go look on their website for pricing. But another one I actually use for personal use and I actually use for my YouTube so every one of my YouTube videos is a quote-unquote project or a task, if you will, within my project management of the 4-1 week. And I use a software I've talked about before called Breeze, and I actually did purchase this through AppSumo, and it's a great software. It's actually been updated a little bit. It can't quite do what Monday.com can, but I don't really need all of that for this. It's a pretty basic project management system that I'm using, and it works wonders for what I'm doing. The way I like to explain it is it's very similar to Trello, but it's got a, a different look on, on Trello too. And it can actually do some things Trello can't. And I'll also agree Trello can do some things that it can. So Trello is another one, but the two I like, Monday and Breeze. Some other ones you can look into. Um, Basecamp is a really popular one. There's one called Rike, Asana. I mentioned Trello. Microsoft Teams, you can work with the whole Google suite and do some things. I'll, I'll link a link. I will link a link. Uh, sorry to say that, but on my website, I actually have a page where I have some project management tools kind of listed that I'll, I'll put a link down in the description for too. 
but tons of software out there. There's free versions, there's inexpensive versions, and there's really expensive, but I, I still agree you get what you pay for. Um, check out the video I did on buying software. See, see what I think on that. But if you have any comments, questions on project management tools, please let me know. I, like I said, I love this space. I'm really invested. I use it almost daily, personal and, and work. So I'm, I'm pretty in depth. So till next time.